It's Thursday, June 17th, 2021. I'm Tanya Harris, and welcome to TMI Daily, your daily roundup of everything people are talking about online since they aren't allowed to talk about it in person. This morning, the Supreme Court ruled 7-2 in favor of keeping the Affordable Care Act in place with both Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett voting for the ACA. In response, Mitch, Ma- Mitch McConnell said, if I knew they would vote this way, I wouldn't have worked so hard to delegitimize the court for them. In another ruling, the court has decided that Catholic child foster care agencies can discriminate against same-sex couples looking to adopt. Yeah, given the Catholic Church's great track record with kids, maybe they're not the best people to decide who gets to have children around them. The House voted 415 to 14 on Wednesday to make Juneteenth or June 19th the 12th federal holiday. Let's see how Republicans feel about a paid federal holiday commemorating the end of slavery in two years when it doesn't fall on a weekend. During his post-meeting press conference, Vladimir Putin said that President Biden was a tough negotiator and an experienced statesman who was very different from President Trump, making this the first time in four years that the GOP isn't going to want the public to believe something Putin said. Snapchat has ended its speed filter because critics believe that it encourages reckless driving. I guess no one told them that being reckless is literally the key to success on Snapchat. Beginning tomorrow, fully vaccinated Walt Disney World cast members will no longer be required to wear a mask outside in the park. This is great news for all of the toddlers who suffered trauma from being forced to take a photo with a 16-year-old dressed up as a happy rodent. Speaking of Florida amusement parks, Universal Orlando just announced that Halloween Horror Nights is returning to the park this year. Just in case the idea of being around maskless people who may or may not have been vaccinated wasn't scary enough for you. Victoria's Secrets will be replacing their angels with a group of seven trailblazing women called The Collective who have all been chosen for their accomplishments. It seems well-intentioned, but now not only will my body not feel good enough for Victoria's Secrets, but neither will my accomplishments. Following criticism, Lin-Manuel Miranda apologized for not casting more Afro-Latinx actors in lead roles for his latest film, proving that thanks to cancel culture, a beloved icon can quickly drop to the lowest levels of public regard after having just been in the heights. You get it. That was the name of the... Forget it. Uh, a source close to Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck say that Ben has totally won over J-Lo's kids. Hopefully they never ask him to play that movie he made with their mommy or all bets are off. Now let's send it over to tonight's TMI Daily cast and crew roundtable. Stay safe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of TMI Daily. I'm Veronica Aiello, and as always, I'm joined by some of my TMI Daily crew. Let's go around and say hello to everyone watching at home or listening to our TMI Daily podcast. Now, before we start, I have to say Peter and Danny are twinning today. Oh, yeah. You guys are wearing baseball tees <laughs> style shirts. And earlier, Peter had the same dark rimmed glasses, too. And I was going to say something because uh, and be like, Stuart, get a pair, but he took them off. 
I hope Daddy's not wearing that same thong, the elephant thong that I have on. <laughs> yeah, hey, let's, hope not, let's hope you're not twinning in that department. <laughs> it's commando all the way. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I just looked up right now. So for those of you that are listening there, they're wearing the same style t-shirt today. His looks okay. better than mine, though. I mean, his looks like it's at, mine looks like it's just flopping off. It's like one of those uh, commercials for, was it uh, Bounce or whichever? The, like, yeah. Get, get, like, uh, Danny, how do you keep your shirt so nice and tight? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Hey, but we're not the only ones because Stuart and Elizabeth are wearing the same color too. Oh my gosh, sure. you're, so weird. you're right. That is crazy. What synchronicity. synchronicity? And it's almost the same background. Yeah, that's it's like the same shade of blue. That is that's mm-hmm. wow. That that's crazy. Well, for those of you that are listening and not watching, you are so missing it. Hopefully, soon we can all sync our periods too. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> He had to go there, didn't he? Okay, let's go around and say hello to everyone watching at home. I already said that. So let's start with you, Pete. How you doing today? Oh, day, day was it day four or day three of, of Extreme Heat? I don't know. I can't tell anymore. But they say it's going to let up next Monday. Well, it's going to drop to like the 80s, right? Like high 80s in the mo- on Monday. I'm very excited about it. Well, as opposed to 106, I'll take late 80s, high 80s any day now. It was 116 um, two days ago. Yeah, this is it's crazy. Um, Elizabeth, how you doing today? Uh, well, if you're watching, I'm in a slightly different spot in my apartment because I built my desk last night. Oh, and I only messed up once and had to undo part of it. So. <laughs> did, did you like do that thing where you put something on backwards and then you had to take off like half of it to put it back together? Yes, luckily not like half, half of it, but I was starting to move on to like a bigger section and but did the first little part to get to that point and realized, oh shit, it's backwards or and was unable to was able to undo it quickly and switch it back around. I was like, thank God. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I think like IKEA does it purposely. I think that they put one direction in just to make it really confusing so that you have to at least once go about three steps too far and then have to turn around <laughs> yeah. and go back just because because they hate Americans in Sweden. Uh, it's actually a product from Wayfair, so oh, it's probably as it's probably uh, if we're being honest, uh, Chinese instruction being like "fuck you." <laughs> Danny, hello everybody. We were in the middle of lab meeting when something started making noise outside. I look out the window; it was raining. Did it rain too? It rained in Long Beach today as well, and it was coming down pretty hard. Not here. Not here. But it today, was probably <laughs> evaporating in the air as it was coming out. <laughs> and it was about 45 seconds and then it went away because the sun was out. But, it, you know, in in honor of uh, Joe, it is National Apple Strudel Day. One of the best apple strudels is on Fig and Olive. Go check it out. It's also National Stewart's Root Beer Day. You have your own root beer. You have I do. your own root beer. I do, and it's delicious. Congratulations on your actually, They make that in Connecticut. I've, I've actually driven past their uh, their like their main office a few times. Like, I don't know why I know that, but I just <laughs> I, I, I was driving, driving through Connecticut once. I was like, oh, look, it's where they make Stewart's. I got excited. I don't know. Oh, well, so, Stuart, how are you celebrating your root beer day today? 
Uh, well, I'm drinking root beer. Uh, oh, for uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just chilling. Just chilling. Oh. All right, so let's start. So much more attractive here in LA. I, I'm going to keep saying it. <laughs> it's because I'm not on a pull-out bed in my parents' spare room. That's that makes that makes you much Getting more attractive. Breath. Getting enough sleep. The life has come back to your eyes, Stuart. Yeah. <laughs> There's our Stuart. <laughs> Well, 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 not on his parents' bed. This guy's a winner. Who <laughs> knew? <laughs> okay, so let's start tonight's show. We spent so much time talking about cancel culture that we thought we'd do a whole show about it and hopefully not get canceled for doing it. So firstly, for the two people on earth that do not know what cancel culture is, can someone explain it? Go ahead, Elizabeth. Let's start with you. It's um, often it's, it's something from your past that comes back to kind of haunt you or bite you in the ass, but not always. Sometimes it's something you say or do in the present day um, that people deem offensive or unacceptable. And then you are, quote unquote, canceled, as in people will no longer engage with whatever it is you create or put out. Very often, typically happens, mostly in entertainment, you know, people are like, oh, I won't listen to so-and-so's music or watch their movies or TV or what have you. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody want to add anything? Stuart, go ahead. And well, then we'll go to Pete. The, I'll be I, mean, I, I completely agree with the definition Elizabeth gave, but I also think it's worth noting that uh, a lot of people are trying to make it like anybody, anytime anybody faces any criticism right. is cancel culture yes like you know like a president being impeached was considered cancel culture which is no that's not that's not what cancel culture is mm-hmm. it's it's more like old tweets being dug up or like a, a a comment taken out of context that people are really being bashed for without um sort of without uh just or, or, or overly like just being beat into the you know bushes mm-hmm. over some minor thing that they you know apologize for Okay, Pete. I just, I'm not sure this really explains it at all because I, I actually would like somebody to explain this to me. But it, there always seems to be a confluence of events that happen that lead to somebody having to dig up information about somebody else. Like, like it never starts accidentally. Like, it's not like, like somebody wakes up to like, like, a, you know, tomorrow morning and says, you know what? Let me see what I can find out about um, Chris Rock today so, so I can go after him. So it always happens to be something else happened, like like um, he didn't hold the door for, for somebody at a hotel and they saw it and that gets written up in TMZ. And then the next day, you know, there was a, you know, somebody pulls up a comment from 2007 that he made about bitches who, who like the door held for them or something like that. And so it's always weird like that. I, I, I just, I, I never understand how this whole thing works or if there's like one general group of people that are just waiting for somebody to screw up so they can dig in on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think? Oh, sorry. Um, oh. Uh, go ahead, and then I'll go back to you. So again. the um uh, another, I, I sort of somewhat disagree with Peter. I, I I do think in some cases it is just people just when somebody comes into the news for any reason, whether it's good or bad, mm-hmm. we just go yeah. back and like dig up just to uh to milkshake duck them, which is uh, a Twitter specific thing. I missed what that was all about. Okay, so. <laughs> A milkshake duck is based off of a tweet where basically it's it's sort of a mocking of, of how like all these you know beloved stories end up turning end up turning bad like oh there's a duck who drinks milkshakes and then five seconds later 
we regret to inform you the duck is racist. Oh yeah, sort of, sort of the duck is a Nazi. Like, okay. Like, like, remember the the, the cinnamon toast crunch? Uh, yes, yes. Guy how, like guy. everything came back. Like after a little bit of like, oh, this is fun, you know, shrimp tails. It's like, yeah. oh, this guy's no, this guy's a piece of shit. It's yes. like it's like that. Like it's it always happens when somebody becomes like a weirder internet. There's always some like. Mm-hmm background that somebody digs up and then they're like or or there was bean dad who his story was shitty to begin with about like not opening a can of beans for his daughter so that she would learn self-sufficiency but then it turned out he's like said racist things and somehow ken jennings had been pulled into it and for like laughing at the things the guy had said it was wild (laughs) and then yeah and then like ken bone when he had like that weird reddit thing yeah (laughs) it's sort of it's sort of these these type of things um so that's sort of cancel culture but what i wanted to say is there there are people like every time like every draft that rolls around like whether it's nfl nba whatever there's always a player who gets some old tweet dug up and it's it's sometimes it's like offensive sometimes just like song lyrics that they like tweeted and sometimes just like a dumb like this is clearly something a high schooler tweeted because like they're an idiot and there's you know they're high school um so there's always something like that. And so that's where, I, I mean, it's not necessarily brought on by something. It's just this person's in the news. Let's fuck with them. Yeah, I, I always wondered. And tell well, me if you guys think. Sorry, Pete. Uh, Danny wanted to say something before. Okay, go ahead. And then I'll ask my question. Okay, sorry. But what were you going to say earlier, Danny? Do you think Trump's to blame? No. no. Let me tell you why. It, I don't know. It, I just thought of it. People were so against this man that they were looking for any little thing <clears throat> to put on him. So somebody had to have started going back into his tweets and whatnot. And because of that, oh, well, we took him down. Well, who else can we do now? I, well, yeah, they were I, doing this before. I, I, think, I think there's a they can't, since they can't get politicians, they're going for people that they actually can, like, affect. Yeah. Like, that, could, that could be part of it. Because, like, they can't hold people accountable who, like, actually need to be, like, who, like, genuinely are in positions of power and, like, mm-hmm. can do a lot of harm. Mm-hmm. But they can't hold them accountable so they're going for other people to I, I think it intensified post his oh, election. Sure. Yeah, we're I, more I, sensitive now than we used to be. Um and and like Stuart said though, yeah, there's politicians who like my arch nemesis on Twitter, Madison Cawthorn, because he something I said to him, which was minor, got me in Twitter jail for a day. Um he had, you know, wanting to see like Hitler's bunker on like a bucket list like it's a cool vacation spot. And uh, that didn't get him shut down when it fucking should have, because that means he's really, really, really okay with Nazis. He just yeah. compared Republicans to the Viet Cong yesterday. Yeah. Like, fine. Like, uh. <laughs> and I called him a weirdo and got put in Twitter jail. Oh, I've, I've done worse and gotten put in Twitter jail. Yeah, I've been in That's Twitter. what I've seen! <laughs> it's so funny. Veronica's been in Twitter jail. I've never been in Twitter jail. How you've never been in Twitter jail is Peter, you don't use Twitter. Jail, but never Twitter jail. For, yeah, for, for us, jail. for the rest... A week. Yeah. yeah, for the rest of us to have been in fucking Twitter jail and not you, Mr. I'm going to harass Scott Baio until he you know, fucking loses see, it. I guess, I guess Scott Baio is open... Is it open target? On the I guess. Pete, <laughs> what did you want to add? And then I yeah, want to get into the politics. I was, just, I, was just, I was just curious... You know, I know, like we we've all heard that the the story about the like the guy or woman who works at the newspaper who's writing obituaries for people in advance before they die. Do you think that there are actually people that are digging up all this stuff now and holding on to it until somebody screws up or somebody gets a little bit more a little bit too famous for their own good, and then they just start dumping all this stuff out there? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes because they're. 
anytime anything gets popular, there's always a backlash. And it used to be more just like, I don't like that person. I don't think they're that great. And now it, it is a little more in some ways malicious where it's like, well, I don't like this person and I'm going to find things to make them look bad. I don't think it's like a constant active malicious thing, but there, you know, there always seems to be like, and I think there's just such a weird uh, high standard now too, like, you know, that's hard, hard to meet. So if, you know, if you are famous and you're saying things people like generally, but that someone goes back and you made some misstep, then suddenly like everything you've ever said is, is in question, even if it was a good thing, you know, it's, so you, so you don't think, like, Olivia Rodrigo should be worrying right now that somebody's already compiling a file just in case she doesn't I mean, Billie Eilish just got game. nailed for some, for something, and she's only 19. Like, That's what I'm saying. It's like, the window's getting smaller and smaller. It's like they're waiting in the bushes for you to do something bad and dump it. Oh, yeah, you know what she said in 2012. Yeah. Let me go to Stuart, then I want to move on. Go ahead, Stuart. Well, I, I think, yes, Peter. Um, I also think there's... <clears throat> interesting power dynamics because you know the people who are forward facing and famous are not necessarily always the most powerful people um this is i mean this is not a great example of cancel culture because i think like he probably is guilty of a lot of the things he's accused of but with deshaun watson um the quarterback for the texans he requested a trade and said i'm not coming back to the texans a couple months later or maybe less than that uh, a bunch of lawsuits were filed going back to, you know, throughout his time with the Texans by massage therapists, the lawyer filing the lawsuits is documented at neighbors and friends with the owners of the team. So th- there's, th- there are some situations where it's like, is this person, it, what, were they just like holding this and waiting or is this just a coincidence? So th- there are questions I think sometimes. Yeah. So since Danny actually mentioned Trump, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the right-wing politicians, as well as media outlets like Fox News. And they've tried to make the argument that cancel culture is an attack of free speech, and that is used by liberals to censor opinions they don't agree with. So do you guys think this is true? And what is your overall opinion about canceling people? Pete? See, I think that this is one of those cases where something can be true and false at the same time. Because it's, it is 100% true that, that when a liberal doesn't like something that you've done or said, they'll, they'll cancel you in a heartbeat. But conservative Republicans will do it just as fast and probably twice as viciously. So it, it's, it's, it's not that it's a free speech question as much as it is, I think, a question of, of like, if, the, if, the, if you do something that, that should have some kind of consequence to it, expect that there is going to be a consequence as long as you're not on the right side of of somebody with with a voice meaning that like as long as as long as you're you know if you've done something that 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 like a large group of of um of far left liberals or far right um conservatives uh don't like then yeah you're going to get a backlash for, for what you do if it's just something where where like anybody kind of is like oh, okay well i did that too it just kind of gets it gets swept under the rug after after it comes out, and that's happened a bunch of times where people have said, "Oh, we should cancel this person for this," and it's like, "No, no, they're doing the same thing somebody else did like a year ago." Mm-hmm. Um, Elizabeth, and I'll go to Stuart. Go ahead, Elizabeth. Well, Philip, I mean, a uh, great point, and I I retweeted something about this recently. It's 
he says it's a secular morality movement, you know, like a not religious morality movement. And it comes with hypocritical church ladies type types who are holier than thou. And rather than kind of doing their own self-examination, they're going to just tear down other people. And I think that's true in a lot of cases. Like I said, the standard is almost absurdly high. Now, don't get me wrong. If you say something racist or homophobic or, or what have you, like, account for that, atone, you know, admit your mistake, re-examine things. I'm not, like, condoning those kind of things. But then, you know, other people are, I just retweeted something about um, they don't want to allow kink at pride parades now, like kink wear, you know, the leather bondage gear, which is part of a line of Peter's laughing at this, but it's true. It's part of the LGBTQ plus community in some cases. And people are saying it's offensive and it's like sanitizing things or, you know, you can't wear, say certain things around me. They were, the tweet summed it up as like, you're not woke. You're just, you're basically being a fundamental, like a Christian fundamentalist, just not Christian. You know, it's, it's this almost impossible standard to meet. Now, like I said, I don't, obviously, if you're going hardcore and doing terrible things like a Weinstein or Cosby or like a Louis CK like that, yeah, I don't want to engage with that kind of person and that kind of thing. And it affects how I view, you know, and this more pertains to entertainment generally with me, affects how I view things like the creator of Red and Stimpy is a disgusting fucking pedophile, as it turns out. And that was a huge bummer. And I don't really, you know, I have the DVD still, but I don't really like bring it up or like talk about Red and Stimpy or which used to be truly my favorite cartoon as a kid. Um. And I do, but and I do think the quote-unquote cancel culture stuff goes too far. It does feel like people are just waiting for anyone to make a mistake to be held to this impossible moral standard. But at the same time, I don't think cancel culture is as impactful. It's kind of lost a lot of its meaning because everybody and everything, almost anywhere you turn, is being canceled. And in many cases, they don't. The person never really goes away. They they often continue to create or work. And maybe they get criticized every time they do something new, but it, it lessens each time to the point that people kind of forget. And some people do it right and, and make a proper apology, like a Seth Rogen, you know, we talked about yesterday, even a Kevin Hart, who was like, yes, those jokes were bad at the, you know, still were never okay, but they were accepted at the time. And so I did them not thinking about it. Would I do them today? Absolutely not, because I know better. And I hopefully we're starting maybe to allow for people to understand like, Oh, you can learn from your past mistakes and, and genuinely improve and do better. Um, but it just, it does is starting to feel like, yeah, you can't do anything right for anybody. And it is frustrating, mm-hmm. but there are, you know, people genuinely worth canceling, but I think there are fewer and far between than what is being lobbied around. But is it always about, learning from a mistake or is it sometimes that you just grow up or yeah, that, yeah. You know, well, that's, that's more what it, I should say that's a better way of phrasing it is that you grow up yeah like yeah, the Bo I mean, Burnham special was great he did a song about like you really liked my stuff when I was young but it's problematic you know quote unquote problematic and one of the jokes is in the song is well I've grown so much since I started the song but he that's a case of he was 16 in some of those cases 
and 16s are 16 year olds are dumb and do edgelord shit and think they're funny and they and now he's 30 and knows and has matured like so much from that moment you could be you also could, just like what what his jokes were weren't actually that edgy for the time like it was pretty part right. for the course yeah yeah you also have to consider the times <laughs> i mean and that's part of you know there were things from the past that we didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. Well, with time, just like everything else, it evolves. You know, ide- like, ideologies evolve. Like, frankly, yeah. someone could probably, if I ever got famous for whatever reason, probably bust me for wearing a Pocahontas costume as a kid. I wasn't, wearing, I wasn't wearing brown face or anything that oh. extreme. But my mom sewed me a little costume um, and I wore it to trick or treat in. It was not because I was trying to mock. I genuinely loved the movie at the time, and so did everybody else. There's probably like a hundred girls or more who are like my age who wore a costume like that. You know, do I regret it? Well, not in the sense that like I did something malicious, no, (laughs) but in the sense of like I know better now, we know better now. Yeah. You know what? what? I was also 10, so what are you going to fucking do? Before I go to you, Danny, I just thought of something right now when you said Pocahontas and dressing up. So when I was in sixth grade, no lie, I played a gingerbread man in a, a production of Ansel and Gretel, a gingerbread woman. But, um, you know, we were called gingerbread men at the time. <laughs> Anyways, so I remember being in the sitting room. My mom made me the gingerbread, you know, costume and everything with a little brick rack around mm-hmm. and everything. So when we were in the dressing room, one of the parents there put brown makeup on our face to match the gingerbread costume. So now, again, I was in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. Nobody flinched. Like, nobody said, oh, maybe you shouldn't be putting brown. I I didn't even know what brown face was when I was in sixth grade. So now it's like, if, like, that ever resurfaced, I'm sure I have pictures somewhere. And the worst part is no one would would take it in context. They would assume you were doing something racist when you're, in fact, a fictional, like, cartoon character, basically. Which is, is, that's the shit, uh, I totally agree, is the shitty part of cancel culture, because nothing is taken in context. And if everything just better... If an yeah. adult, the one that put the makeup on us, it was like maybe five or six of us. Again, mm-hmm. I would have like, as a sixth grader, I would have said, hold on, I don't want you to put that dark makeup on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I was a kid. But if none of the teachers or the drama director or anybody said anything, you know, it's just like, yeah, it, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Back in elementary school, I dressed up as Aladdin. And I won actually first place kinder through sixth grade. Because my mom went all out on these elaborate costumes. I had a turban and everything. That doesn't mean I was poking fun of it. So when Elizabeth was talking about her situation, it made me think, so is Halloween going to get canceled now? Because these costumes are based on what people like and stuff like that. But if you're going to dress up as Pocahontas and you're not of Native American descent, you know, is does that mean you just can't do that anymore? Well, that's a whole thornier issue with like representation and and genuine cultural appropriation uh, in and of itself. But I do believe, though, Danny, that in some people's minds, they would want that canceled. Which, like you're saying, you know, Halloween is supposed to be, for example, a fun time where you can be whoever you want to be, regardless of color, regardless of ethnicity. But I think there are people that would want to cancel that. Oh, I'm sorry, Danny, you can't be Aladdin. 
or Veronica, you can't be a gingerbread woman. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to wear brown. I mean, it, I'll it, never it, forget. Point, I feel in in back in um back when I was at the school, um, kids were talking about what would be appropriate and whatnot, and this was for their graduation party. They were thinking of different themes. Somebody said, let's make our theme um, TJ nights. And I'm like, huh? And they wanted me, yeah, we can all dress up like Mexicans. And one kid goes, yeah, I'm just going to walk in with jeans and a t-shirt and a bag of oranges. Legit. This is a Catholic school eighth grader saying that, you know, so. See, that's where I'm like, okay, with people not dressing up. Is is that going to come back and like haunt the kid? I don't think so. He's now, you know, in law, from what I understand. But is that going to come back and haunt him? He shouldn't. He he was just being silly, you know? So I don't know. Okay, so we actually have to move on because we still have a lot to cover. But we just kind of got off a little bit off topic. But that's okay because we're tying it all in now. So um, I want to ask you guys, can you guys give me the best, an example of the best use of cancel culture and one of the examples of the worst use of cancel culture that you can think of? off the top of your head who wants to start anybody elizabeth let's start with you i mean like i've referenced before i think best is maybe like harry weinstein bill cosby but i don't know if that really counts as cancel culture in the sense that we're we're considering it because it's like legit crimes are we we thinking more like or like prosecution or for something something yeah okay then yeah uh Um, pass next person (laughs) what about you uh, I mean, I, I do have to wrestle with that same question about whether Harvey Weinstein would be a good example of cancel culture, because he would probably be the best example of it in the sense of if it wasn't for for the women that came forward, um, mm. who, you know, he would never gotten investigated. He never the investigation would have never led to a prosecution. Prosecution would have never led to an indictment. The indictment would have never led to a guilty verdict. Um, so the cancel culture worked in that sense. I think at the same time, I think that, and I'm going to clarify what I'm about to say, that the canceling of Michael Jackson after he was dead is a bad version of cancel culture. Because, you know what, if, if, if he wasn't canceled in the years that he was alive for the things that they claimed he might have done and for the things he was put on trial for doing, you really cannot go back and without any actual physical evidence and then cancel somebody after their death because then you're no longer canceling them. You're canceling anybody that likes what they do. You know, so it's like there are people that I'm sure if, if I was driving in my car and Beat It was playing on the radio may have given me a dirty look at, at a point a couple of years ago after the, you know, uh, the escape, what was it? The, the Neverland movie came out. Um, um, but like, it's like, it's like once, once somebody like, like that is, is, is gone, Really, at that point, what are you canceling? You're really not canceling them anymore. You're canceling the people that might have some kind of fond attachment to their to, to yeah. their art, and that's and I think that's a bad use of cancel culture. Yeah, and I agree with you. And I know you and I have talked about this, Pete, and I totally agree with you with everything that you said. Um, okay, Stuart, do you have an example for me? Go well, ahead. I think uh, I mean I don't think Woody Allen uh, not working is an example of cancel culture. I do think people not working with Woody Allen. Is sort of an example because, like, I, I mean, up until relatively recently, like, he was still making movies, even though, like, it was pretty clear that he was a, you know, pedophile. Um, but up until recently, like, the actors that work with him weren't really getting a whole lot of pushback. But now, mm-hmm. I think 
cancel culture is sort of people are afraid of working with him, which is, I mean, you shouldn't work with him. He's a piece of shit. Like that, that's not, you know, oh, obviously that's a bad thing. Um, so I think that's sort of a good example. Um, <clears throat> I think one that uh, comes to mind is like the Kevin Hart thing, I think is a bad example. Um, I, I mean, I, I, and just like the fact that it's sort of continuing, I mean, he's still working, but people are still like bringing it up and that's not going to stop. But I think like particularly with like the Oscars hosts and now like no award shows have hosts anymore because they're, they can't hire a comedian to do it because the comedian's always going to have said something that <clears throat> somebody objects to. And then yeah. if there's no, if it's not a comedian, then it's just not a good host. <laughs> it's not interesting. So they can't have us anywhere. And the award shows are even worse than they were before. Yeah, it's true. Philip actually said something really good online. <clears throat> he, had a, he had a couple of good examples. He said a good example of cancel culture are white actors playing non-white roles uh, mm-hmm. being called out for that. And yeah. a bad example is what just happened to Ellie Campbell. Yeah, because um, that was really, that talked about being taken out of context. Now, like I said, well, we just, I think discuss that. What is that organization fucking weird and should be investigated? Yes, but is she the sole representative and responsible for it? No. And the and was she like a nineteen year old who was told, "Hey, participate in this thing. It's you're in the upper society of the town. It's what you do, and you don't examine it." It's like, yeah, that's that's gonna happen, you know? Yeah. So since our show, oh, did you want to? Oh, have- I was just going to throw out one more worst one would be James uh, James Gunn, who's directed Guardians of the Galaxy and is the directing the new Suicide Squad. Um, a couple years ago now, actually on the way to Comic Con, this news broke that he had all these horrible tweets and nasty jokes from the past, and he was like almost immediately fired by Disney. Now. He had our he had acknowledged those and did what we talked about, which is I've matured since then. And he had previously, I think before even being hired by Disney Marvel to direct the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, released like a letter saying, Look at my stupid shit I said back in the day when I was trying to be edgy and thinking I was funny and it's not. It was bad jokes. Then they're bad jokes now. I'd say, you know, I I apologize. They're not okay. And and everybody at the time said, oh, all right. And then I think this was, yeah, kind of a case of maybe people didn't like that he was in charge of Guardians of the Galaxy or other potential Disney Marvel stuff or whatever he was, like, maybe in consideration for. And that bomb got dropped on one of the biggest comic book, you know, <laughs> nerdy weekends of all time. And um, he, he re-apologized and brought out the essay again, and then he was eventually hired back by Disney to direct the third Guardians of the Galaxy sequel. And he got to do the new Suicide Squad, so it actually kind of worked out in his favor in the long run. Oh, and Philip brought up, yes, it was a right-wing hit job for mocking Trump, which I fully, that was very, <laughs> uh, that's not a, not a theory, that's very true. <laughs> So since our show is produced live from Los Angeles, the mecca of liberalism, it's always important for each of us to occasionally sit down and reflect on whether we've done enough not to cancel ourselves. To that end, we found a great quiz created by The New Yorker, which will help each of us decide whether we should actually make the adult decision to cancel ourselves. So for everyone playing along at home, I'm going to ask you a series of questions about things you may may or may not have done in the past. 
I will also tell you how many points you should give yourself. And if you have done any of these things. At the end, we will tally up the points and decide if anyone should be self-canceled. So grab a paper, get your phones out, and it's quiz time. Are we ready? Ready. (laughs) All right. So here we go. Number one. Since the beginning of the social upheaval in the wake of the George Floyd murder, I have messaged a friend of color whom I hadn't spoken to in a while to ask, how are you doing? At 10 points, if you used a smiley face emoji darker than you are, at 10 more. All right. I haven't done either. Wait, I'm sorry. What? Okay. You know, you can change the color of the smiley face emojis. Yeah. So if you are, say, my color and I used a darker color emoji to represent myself, okay. I should give myself points. However, have not done that. Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. Okay. Your question oh, or my no, I'll, let me paraphrase Her. it. I'll paraphrase it. If since since George Floyd's uh, death and and all the uh, the protests, if you've uh, if you've actually reached out to a person of color that you haven't spoken to in a long time, just ask them how they're doing. Give yourself ten points. If you've also added an emoji with with a, a human emoji with uh, with somebody that's a slightly darker color than yourself, add another ten points to it. Yeah. So what I'm going to do, Pete, instead of reading I, I'm going to read you. So it's easier okay. for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the second one, we're moving on. Number two, you have, if you have posted the meme, Justin Trudeau is too cute to cancel at 10 points. <laughs> Daddy? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm Stuart, how about you? Danny fucking loves I'm, I'm, just, I'm, st- I'm still trying to figure out if I, I, I'm still trying to remember whether I, I was going back and checking to see if I uh, did the text. Or did you ever post it? So the answer is kind of. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't use an emoji, and I didn't. I didn't initiate the text, but I, I responded, and I don't know. That's my point. Well, I think if you didn't initiate it, I think you're in the. I'm not, not going to count it. Okay. She texted me first. Okay. <laughs> okay. So number three, if in the past year you have shared pictures, articles, or quotes of or by Roxanne Gay, Abram X. Hendy, Al Sharpton, RBG, AOC, or Obama, take 10 points away from your uh, points. So is it possible for us to be at negative right now? Because I'm at negative. I think so, yeah. Because yeah, I was going to okay. say, I, I definitely, I think, like, retweeted AOC a, a lot. Now with this one. Okay. <laughs> I like great on Okay. Okay, number four. If you have added the comments love this or this or so much this or amen brother to a progressive themed social media post at 10 points for each if we've added you did you say amen uh, amen <laughs> brother oh. <laughs> okay so you add 10 points for each one of these so let me repeat them real quick okay. love this this <clears throat> so much this or amen, brother. You're adding ten points for each one. You know, Veronica, I, I bet is it just I, those phrases, or is it like if you've shared? I think just those phrases. Okay. Uh, actually, I saw a really funny uh, comedian make fun of liberal people where 
she's like a liberal Twitter sh- Twitter thread where it's like, uh, this, this, this. She was really nailing it. It's funny. <laughs> Okay, I am guilty of this one, so I'm not going to admit it. Yeah, I got to admit, I think I've done this. I bet, yeah, I bet myself. <laughs> I'm sure I have, so. Pete, were you going to say something? I was going to say, there's probably a guy that, that doesn't talk to us anymore, used to be involved in the show, who'd be scoring about 150 points. Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> started. Because I'm fairly certain when we used to look at his Facebook comments, every one of these things that have been said has been in there at least once. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Okay, number five. If you've spent hours digging through a decade's worth of your own social media posts looking for tragic costume choices from your past at 10 points. Now, if you just tragic costume posts, yeah, this is just tragic costume posts. Yes. Now, now, hold hold on. But if you have to ask yourself, does this count as blackface? You have to add 30 points to that. This oh is real, guys. We didn't make this up. It's from no, 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 no. New Yorker did this stuff. one, so it's legitimate. Okay. All right. That I'm makes it like the opposite. If it's New Yorker, yeah. Okay. The next one. If you go to urban protests to take pictures and videos with younger, cooler, multicultural people who would who you who you would normally not hang out with, at ten points. Oh, you should have a million for doing that. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> okay, the next one. If you didn't flinch when you heard the words urban or multicultural in the previous sentence, add 20 points to your score. Oh, if so I didn't, didn't flinch. flinch. Like, if you just, like, okay. Wait, so if we went, like, mm- when we heard those words, we had 20? No. If it didn't bother you at all. Yeah, if you didn't flinch, then you have to add the 20 points. Well, I flinched at the concept, not the specific <laughs> words. Yeah, Does that I mean, count? No. Gonna, I, I, think, I think it's the words. I can't wait to see our scores. This is going right. to be interesting. Okay, so number eight. If you post pictures and videos of yourself at a protest, in a predominantly black or Latino neighborhood, even though you didn't live in that neighborhood and had never previously been there, at twenty points. Okay. Again, add a million points. Danny just looks like he got excited. <laughs> <laughs> I got points. So for any now for any item made, what is it? Kente. Kente. Oh, Kente. Okay, cloth. Uh, and worn in set pictures and videos at 20 points. Oh, my God. Oh, that's, you got to add 100 there. Nancy that's Pelosi like... is racking up points on this one, buddy. <laughs> okay, number nine. If you had bought and have worn at least one piece of clothing, which you would not have owned if you were not intending to show solidarity with people of color due to today's social climate at 10 points. If it included the phrase, say his name or say her name, add 20 points. Wait, I have a question about this one, Pete. Can you, yeah. um, so, like, uh, like, like, if I, like an immigration shirt, does that count? Like, well, yeah, I mean, if you, if you bought any, any clothing even that. Though would, I'm Latina, though. And you know, I, but you're Latina, so it's, so it's different. Like, it if you, like, like, if I went out tomorrow and, and bought a, you know, 
um, Black Lives Matter shirt and wore that all the time, I'd have to give myself 10 points or whatever. Okay, so yeah, okay, I, I don't have to add points. Your shirt says Latino. So, but that doesn't count, though, for Danny, right? Because he's Latino. Is that how it works? This is me, Peter Stewart. If I wear a Malcolm X shirt with, with Malcolm X face <laughs> on it, I add points. But, on, but on, conversely, if I put on a Neil Diamond shirt, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> what about if I... mean, I, you're not wait, fine, but, but you don't have to add points. Would it be wrong for me as a Latina to wear a Neil Diamond shirt? Because I'm trying to. <laughs> that would, that would I mean, you wouldn't have to add points, but would it be wrong? <laughs> Maybe I like Neil Diamond. I have a collection of concert shirts. <laughs> okay, the last one. Oh, no, there's a couple more. Okay, next question. In the last year, you have liked, praised, shared, or retweeted anything by Louis C.K., Louis Farrakhan. Farrakhan, okay. J.K. Rowling, R. Kelly, Brian Adams, Roseanne Barr, Matt Lahr, Bill Cosby, Charlie Rose, Kanye, Don Cherry, or Aunt Jemima at 10 points. Oh my gosh. Is Aunt Jemima tweeting these days? I'm guilty of Brian Adams. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, I had to, add, I had to add 10 points because I love Brian Adams. So I'm sure I'm. Uh, who, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> Everything <laughs> okay, next question. When in doubt, I guess rather than ask about oh wait, sorry. When in doubt, you get rather than ask about preferred gender pronouns. Wait, what? If you when get if you guess a preferred pronoun versus asking, asking someone's people. preferred pronoun. Okay, once corrected, you forget immediately. At twenty points, I don't ask. Gender. I don't ask. I, I just, I just don't use pronouns. Okay. I just, <laughs> I, just, I haven't, and if so, and I, 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 if someone says their pronouns, I generally try to. But if yeah. you're not sure, do you like go out of your way to ask them and say, "What are your pronouns?" And when they tell you, you just forget about it. No, I don't. No. I, no. Hey, yeah, you. You. Hey, you. I like that. I, I go to basically. I go to actual extra measures to make sure that I'm not around anybody who has pronouns. Just However, <laughs> give yourself, I out give yourself 20 points, Peter. 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 That's 100 points, Peter. Yeah, that's 100 points. I found out this week that if Peter, let's just say, started going by Petra, okay, and we came over and we're like, hey, Peter, and you got mad because, no, no, I go by Petra. We didn't know it was an accident. That's still considered a microaggression. Trust me, if I if Even I, if it was an accident. I, I don't think microaggressions are necessarily intentional. I, I don't think that's ever been a thing. I don't think they have to be intentional. But how could it be even considered a microaggression? How could it be considered aggressive if you did not know and you didn't mean to say like in We just went through training. That's all I know. And it, it's just confused everything. You went but. through training at work? Mm-hmm. You, you, oh. mm-hmm. We go through this yearly, but this is the first year that pronouns and stuff were included i'm sure yeah i'm okay if people have pronouns i just don't want them telling me i don't i just don't i don't because because i just don't care i don't want to know i I still don't understand that they and it's grammatically incorrect when you talk to them i'm sorry like i'm not i'm not being insensitive who cares about grammar grammar. (laughs) whatever i'm not going to get into that but um because then i might be yeah you'll get canceled i'll get yeah 
Okay, um, the, next, the next one. If you have bought the following books, How to Be an Anti-Racist, Between the World and Me, White Fragility, So You Want to Talk About Race, Beloved, or Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man, minus 10 points each. Now, if you have bought Think Like a Lady, I'm sorry, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man, you have to add 50. <laughs> sorry. What if I watched the movie Think Like a Man 2? It doesn't count, Danny. It has to be the literature. What if you, is, is it only, this is all within the last year, because we read Beloved in high school. Um, if you were assigned to read it in high school, I don't think that's... The last, the last okay, okay. Let's just try to be the accurate. Yeah, okay. So now total up your scores. Okay. And then I'm going to ask you guys what your scores are, and then I'm going to tell you what the results are. So um, I have 40 points. I think I technically have 30. If I've been buying shirts that support Detroit, but it's not been just because of anything within the last year. I just want to support, like, my hometown city, so to speak, yeah. even though I didn't. Okay, then I got 20 points, according to my math. Elizabeth, you have 20, Pete? What do you I have? have 20, 20 points. Oh, my God. Okay, Danny? Okay, so supposedly I have 30, but I'm still questioning those 20 points for that one question, which, of course, right now I don't remember what it was. The emoji <clears> one? No. Mm-hmm. It was... Um, mm-hmm. One, two, three, four questions. Excuse me, four questions ago, maybe. Eleven, ten. Let me see. I think it was at number nine. Um, if you've bought or worn at least one piece of clothing, which mm. you would not have owned if you were not intending to show solidarity mm. with people of color. No. Was it the one before that one? The pictures of the cow. <laughs> we were okay. not going to go through every question. Right. We, got, we have. We still have a lot to cover. So, yeah. Danny, you figure out what, what score you want to give yourself if you feel. Okay. Like- yeah, so what score do you want it? You feel guilty, you? add 10 points. <laughs> I'll just stick with the 30 because I really... 30, okay. And Stuart, what was your score? Uh, 20. Interesting. Okay, so guys, so here are the results. If you scored 0 to 10 points, which none of us on here did, you may have a future as a sensitivity counselor. Now, if you scored 11 to 30 points... Step away from social media and read all those books, except the one by Steve Harvey, who hasn't read it himself. (laughs) And if you scored 31 to 60 points, which would be me, leave the country now. You might still have a career. Oh, my God, Veronica. (laughs) No. canceled. Jesus. And if you scored more than 61, which none of us on here did, is why are you still here? So those are the results. I could have told you being with Veronica in certain areas. That, that should be canceled. Well, here's the thing about the book, the, the, oh, go read all those books. I'm not saying some of those weren't like legit quality, like pieces of writing that were important to read in like a critical thing, but it was also, it's also very performative to all of a sudden start reading those books uh, as if you didn't know racism was fucking a bad thing in the first place. And right. you, you, can, book you can read a book and then just not like, taken or, or just like not taken what they say or disagree with it. Like yeah. you, reading a book doesn't make you a better person. It doesn't automatically <laughs> absolve you of anything you might you have You maybe learned something. Yeah, hopefully you did, but or you yeah. Because a lot of people call I forget I don't know if it was one on that list, but some people were like, you know, just read reading one of those doesn't suddenly make you 
you know, an angel basically. Like you gotta, you have to apply also what you've read. You can't just be like, oh my God, I read this book. Can you believe people are racist? What the hell? <laughs> the last brand new information. So last we checked, 2020 ended roughly around six months ago. But for those who were canceled last year, it may never end. So just to see how important an influential cancel culture is, I'm going to name someone who was either permanently or temporarily canceled last year, and we have to say what they did that got them canceled. Oh, we're not going to talk about Ellen since we all kind of know that story already. Mm -hmm. So I'm handing it over to you, Pete. Okay, so again... The way this is going to work is I'm going to I'm going to give you a scenario about a person that that at some point was either canceled permanently or temporarily last year, and I want you to see if you can remember what it was that caused them to get canceled, um, because we're going to see how important cancel culture actually is. Because these are things, every one of these I picked I specifically picked ones that I know for a fact we talked about on this exact show okay. um, at some point in the last in the last. 15 months. Now, you guys might not have all been on at the time, but if we were talking about it, then everybody was talking about it. So so that means that these were important enough stories that, that at the time they were worth talking about. So so let's see how well you remember why they, these people got canceled. Okay, so the first one is... Hold on, let me pull this up. Um, okay. So on May 22nd of last year, 2020, Doja Cat. Uh-oh. Why is Veronica's... Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, on, um, on May 22nd, Doja Cat... What, what is going on? She keeps like... That, I, had to stop my, I had to stop the video for a second. I was dealing with something. Sorry. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> sorry to the people who are listening. I'm better at this than I am. Um, on May 22nd, Doja Cat... Doja Cat's over party um, started trending. Does anybody remember what, what she did that caused that to happen? Okay, Elizabeth? No, I just wanted to make a dumb joke and say, was it because of her weird uh, sexy mermaid vagina costume at the VMAs? Oh, I was going to make a dumb joke. Is it because she chased him, chased the mouse around? But No, no. <laughs> so we only know dumb jokes about Doja Cat. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know who Doja Cat is. <laughs> I just heard cat. Okay, so Doja Cat, Doja Cat this, was, this is literally a year and a month ago, um, and it was actually a big story at the time, but... Um, Doja Cat at this time last year um, was was um, caught on video participating in a conversation online with racist in a racist incel chat room um, and, um, and and making jokes about uh, about black people in the chat room. Um, also, after that happened, the cancel crowd um, dug up lyrics to a song she she had um, I guess recorded in 2015 called "Didn't Didn't Do Nothing." Um, which was apparently in response to the murder of Sandra Bland's by police. Does anybody remember that happening? No. Wow. That's a it lot. It was actually a big enough story at the time. And you know what? She's doing fine now. She's got another hit on the radio. Nobody cares. Apparently. Okay. So it, no, no who? Okay, so how about in April of last year, <laughs> April 2020, the hashtag Demi Lovato is over uh, <laughs> is, is popular. Yeah. Now it's not because of uh because I was of, say, well, couldn't have been the younger shot. That was this year. That's this year. <laughs> so why last year did Demi Lovato get temporarily canceled? Uh, because she was releasing something. No, I was gonna say the same thing. Anybody? Does nobody remembers? Uh, I, I no. I'm gonna give you a hint. 
It has something to do with Selena Gomez. Does anybody now remember? Did she, she make fun of her for having kidney. lupus? Yeah, it was a kidney thing. No. Although Cameron, Cameron should be canceled because he wouldn't stop making that kidney joke. This, was this, actually, this, this actually is funny because we did like half a show about it. That's, how, that's like how big it was at the time. But the story was that she had created a fake Instagram account just so she could attack, um, attack um, Selena Gomez. And then when she got called out for it, she denied it, said it never happened. And then accidentally one day she meant to go on Instagram live as herself and opened up the, uh, the uh, uh, fake accounts and went live for a second and then cut it off. But somebody luckily had, had recorded it. So she got caught. Uh, mocking Selena Gomez um, after making a fake internet. Uh, oh my god! A That's hilarious. A Finsta account. Does anybody That's... remember that term? Finsta? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I know Finsta. Finsta. I know Finsta. Stuart okay. has a Finsta. Uh, no, no. I I specifically will never get a Finsta, man. If you, oh. if you can't handle me and my Rinsta, you don't deserve me my Finsta. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay, so now this next one. I, I did not remember this this story until until I read the whole story, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, I do remember this now." In July of last year, July 2020, Sebastian Stan is over party um, was the hashtag. Does anybody remember what happened with Sebastian Stan? No, because everybody loves him now, and they're like, "Can't yeah. get enough of him." The Winter Soldier. Does not, anybody yeah. Remember, what, what Who is that? Who is that? He, he's the yeah. Winter Soldier guy on, on Marvel stuff. He's cute. He was in. He was in I, Tanya. Yeah, he was the shitty. He was yeah, just a bunch. Of, he's been in a bunch of movies. A good actor. Yeah, yeah um, he's really good. Now again, this is one of those ones where you're not going to remember until I say it, and then once I once I say it, then you're just, oh yeah, I remember the story. Um, but what happened was um, at around at around the beginning of July, the girl that he was dating at the time, Alejandra Onivia, um, was was photographed on Instagram wearing a Japanese geisha costume with the caption Asian night on it. Um, when when uh, when his fans um, went on his social media and asked him to condemn her doing it, instead he just decided to block all of them. So, so they decided... Oh, to- I don't remember any of that. Yeah, I don't remember that. You don't remember that. any of this? I yep. actually remember it only because of the picture. When I found the picture, I was like, okay, now I do remember this. No, the only thing I, of his from like last year that I've seen all over the place, especially on like TikTok and stuff... Is some like quarantine video he made of himself where he's like singing, he's drinking wine, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, I love him! He's so cute! Yay!" Okay, so so far, I think this is pretty much proving that 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 cancel culture does not last that long unless it's like for something really bad. Something really, let's, ha- let's, you have to do something going. really heinous. Yeah. Uh, here's here's a good one. In May of last year, Jimmy Fallon made a tear-filled apology on the Tonight Show. Does anybody remember what he got canceled for that caused that? Blackface, right? But what, like oh yeah, thing? yeah, the blackface <laughs> stuff from SNL back in the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He um he had done um a um a uh, character Rock. of uh, Chris Rock on um, Saturday Night Live in 2000, so mm-hmm. 20 years prior. Um, and it came out, and he got on the air and cried and said that he didn't, you know, if, if he had the chance to do it all over again, he wouldn't have done it. And then, like a day later, Chris Rock came out and said, "I didn't think it was it was wrong, so I don't know why anybody else." Should. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So that's the first one you guys do remember. Yep. yep. Okay. So now here's one I didn't. Guess I what? Didn't... He's still hosting the Tonight Show. Everything's still fine like... for him. Yeah. Now, the next one I didn't remember, 
But once I once I looked it up, I, I this one was so good that I actually want to play the clip for us after you guys realize you didn't re- you, don't, you don't remember this one either. But but the, the clip is so it's like it's it's magic. That's how good this is. But on March seventeenth, High School Musical star Vanessa Hudgens wrote that something she did the day before and the backlash that that it, that it caused was a huge wake up call about the significance my words have. Oh, it, she she said it's you know people are gonna die during the pandemic, so like what's the big deal? She was like blase exactly. as fuck about it. Exactly. So actually, I want to play that for you because I truly do. I mean, this is maybe the greatest. I mean, she was high, right? She was like high on weed. Yeah, but you 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 can talk about it after. The she fact. was high on weed. Whoa. She's high on the reefer. I want you to see this because I really think it's just it was so wonderfully cringeworthy. Here we go. But, like, it's a virus, I get it, like, I respect it, but at the same time, like, even if everybody gets it, like, yeah, people are gonna die, it's just terrible, but, like, inevitable? She just rolled out of bed and was like... Yeah, she. I mean, she's basically like, people are going to die, and that's inevitable. Yeah, so, which, which I think is just exactly what you want to hear from somebody who is in high school musical. That's yeah. Okay, but yes, you got that one right, Elizabeth. Okay, so the next one, next one. This kind of ties in one of the questions from earlier. On May twelfth of last year, eighties hit maker Brian Adams had to issue an apology. Why did he have to do that, Veronica? You seem to know. I do. I I love Brian Adams and. Um, it was an, uh, supposedly it was an anti-Asian tweet because he was tweeting about his concerts were supposed to start. He was supposed to start a tour and he said something along the lines of like, and I, this is what he said, not me, like fucking bat eating, greedy, uh, bat You're right. I, let me read the actual quote. Yeah, something like that, right? <laughs> he wrote, tonight was supposed to be the beginning of the, of my tenancy of gigs at the Royal Albert Hall, but thanks to some fucking bat-eating, wet-market animal-selling, virus-making, greedy bastards, is now on hold. Not to mention the thousands that have to suffer or die from this virus. My message to them is, thanks a fucking lot, and go vegan. So, yeah, and he did issue an apology, like, right away, too. I, I mean, again, I'm biased because I'm a huge Brian Adams fan. So I don't really think he meant it like he that. Was, but... He was touring with Bon Jovi, and I had tickets for that show at the Forum, and I was upset I couldn't go. He's yeah, he's he's one of my favorite singers, and I've seen him a million times. So I I, I did not go on a tirade either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so the next one, the next one, this this is actually a really really interesting one, and this one you probably remember because it wasn't that it, it's still kind of relevant. Um, th- this next one. Leah Michelle was the only person who, who uh, quoted something in support of, of uh, the George Floyd protests and then it got canceled. Uh, <laughs> after that. Does anybody remember why? I know why. Uh, one uh, actress from one of the later seasons of Glee, who's uh, she's black, apparently Amber. Leah Michelle said, I will shit Amber your Riley. wig. Hmm? No, oh, no, it wasn't Amber Riley. Oh, it's it's Amber a Riley? different girl. No, no, was, um, why? Because Amber Riley's black. Is that it? <laughs> no, no, no. I meant from. I was saying from the later seasons. It was oh, okay. like she was like a new addition, and uh, yeah, Lee Michelle was bullied her on set. Said I'll shit in your wig and treated her like garbage. And uh, there you go. 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. The shit your wig one is, is the part that just sticks out to me. And then it just it just filed from there that multiple people afterwards basically said she was the most evil human being on earth. I mean, it was no secret and like she was a bitch on set. I think it's just the racism part was new, <laughs> basically. Everybody knew she was a diva, you know, and you know, like she was acting like she was, you know, God's gift to the earth on set and yeah. whatnot. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know. I yeah, I know for a fact somebody that did something with her musically, and um, everything that they say about her, from what I was told, it's it's, it's true. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna leave it at that. So I keep a mouth. Okay, so so June, we can all admit, was probably a bad month for Leah Michelle last year, but it was also a really bad month for J.K. Rowling. Does anybody know why? Oh, like go ahead, Stuart. She just keeps doubling down on the turf stuff. She just like hates yeah. trans people and just won't shut up about it. She's it's, it's apparently because of uh, she's got this this like transphobic tweet uh, tweet habit. Like she can't seem to she can't stop. stop. It's it's like the weirdest. It's and it's like it, all she has to do to like save her own ass is just stop bringing it up, right? Like. Just like even if she still held those feelings and beliefs, which I don't agree with at all, you are entitled to hold whatever feelings and beliefs you want. You don't have to express them though. You can sometimes just keep them inside, and she just cannot do that. Yeah, so she she's written essay after essay after essay about <laughs> why trans women are awful and all these horrible things. And then when people are like, "Hey, that's pretty you know, disrespectful," and you created this magical world where anything can happen, why are you so? So really down on like, you know, something that's real here in the real world. And she's like, let me get, tell you something about trans women. She just goes off. She's it's horrible. Just stop. All she, had to, all she had to do was log off. That's all you had to do. Truly, truly. Stop <laughs> writing. You've already written seven books. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, talking about people who should have stopped. Um, I'm pretty sure that you all could remind it, our audience uh, why Hilaria Baldwin was canceled sometime near the end of the year last year. Does, does anybody want to? Yes, it's my favorite. Uh, okay. How do you say uh, cucumber? Okay. Uh, you have that. I was going to make the same thing. I was going to just say, how do you say uh, cucumber? Wait, can I? I want to play. So, yeah, so, so yeah, she, she, uh, the, the, the whole story, because I, I had to break this whole thing down, was that she grew, she, uh, her bio up until, strangely enough, late last year, was that she was born and lived in Mallorca, Spain. No, she's from um, fucking Boston. Her yeah, parents are professors. And yes, they did vacation in Spain, I guess, a lot. But even like a college friend came forward and was like, no, her name's Hillary. What the hell are you guys talking about? She actually claimed in an interview about five years ago that she moved to the U.S. when she was 19 so she could go to NYU. Yeah. Um, she says that, that one of the problems she has taking her children out is that I was gonna bring that up to that people call her the nan think she's the nanny. Think she's the nanny because she's, she's so, so Spanish and ethnic and so, she has all so these blonde and blue eyed children with her. Again, you I wanna play another very cringe worthy video. <laughs> this is this is the video and hopefully now our, everybody at home can hear this, but the uh, could hear the last one, but you guys could I think I fixed that problem. So here is her apology about it and just and just like hold on to your sides because your chills are going to start about twenty seconds into it. So let's let's watch this. Oh, I. Hey guys, how are you? So I wanted to respond to some things that I've been seeing on Twitter, and I just want to be very clear, um, just because I think 
that there's it's a, there's some stuff that needs to be clarified. Um, you know, I've tried in the past to be clear, but sometimes people don't always um, report and write what what you say. And I've kind of just put my hands up, but um, but now we have this great community here, so I can just be straightforward with you. Um, I'm sorry, I've got like my, my crazy my crazy hair. Um, so there's been some questions about where I'm born. I'm born in Boston, and then I spent some of my childhood in Boston, some of my childhood in Spain. My family, my brother, my parents, my nephew, everybody is over there in Spain. Now I'm here. And so there was like a lot of back and forth my entire life, and I'm really lucky that I grew up speaking two languages, and I'm trying to raise my kids so that they speak two languages too. Um, and that's something that's very important for me, especially having my family abroad. Um, so that was one thing. I think people ask sometimes about how I speak. I am that person that if I've been speaking a lot of Spanish, I, you know, tend to mix that. Yeah, you know, I think it's uh, it's pretty cringy what she did. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it didn't seem very genuine that she was, you know, genuinely sorry. But I guess and I like how, I like some things. how the accent that she purported was so real for so long is suddenly gone. She sounds like a fucking Kardashian. Hi, guys. I'm so sorry. I, mean, I was pretending to be Spanish this whole time. <laughs> I love I mean, Alec, though. And we have a podcast together now, too. By the way, that's real. They just launched a podcast, the two of them. I bet that's really amazing. So Get her on the show. <laughs> I love Mallorca. We got one more. And this is another one that it's funny because we actually, on this show, did a game about this. So so let's see if anybody remembers why this happens. Um Sometime in late in um, in last in last year in 2020, social media deemed that Chris Pratt was the worst Chris in any. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody know why? He's he's secretly like apparently like low key super Christian, but like crazy like intense, and he's part of that Hillsong Church where that pastor is all creeping on people left and right, and he married a Schwarzenegger, Catherine Schwarzenegger. <laughs> And they're like super religious or something like that. And uh, yeah, so everyone just decided he was the worst Chris. And they're not wrong. <laughs> I think one of the charities he donated to like also donated to like anti gay stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that was that was like the crux of it. Yeah, and he's like, Yeah, so, and Hillsong is anti LGBTQ plus. Mm-hmm. Well, so so the, I mean, so the full story actually mm-hmm. is that in 2019, Ellen Page at the time, um, no more no longer Elliot Page now, um, had claimed that 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 the church that you just mentioned, mm-hmm. um, where Chris Pratt is a member, was anti-LGBTQ. Um, then later that year, he was photographed wearing a T-shirt that said, don't tread on me. Oh, yeah. Apparently, some people have the impression meant that he was a Republican, since Republicans have grabbed onto that uh, that phrase from the uh, from one of those original American flags. Yeah. But what finally, what finally did him in, <laughs> this is really funny because I didn't even remember this, what finally did him in was that somebody dug up an interview years ago that he did that he said, this is from last year, that he said that he gave away an older cat that he once had because it became too much work to deal with. That was and the so nail in the coffin. That was the final straw. Well, he, he, when, he was married, when he was married to Anna Ferris, they, they also had a pet scandal, which was they had adopted some dogs and the dogs got out 
and they didn't like do anything to find them. They, there was some mess with them, like not really caring about or caring for these dogs or adopting them and then like giving them back right away. And not even like, oh, our kids, like, they had a kid, they have a kid together. I don't even think they tried to be like, oh, our kid's allergic. There was just, it was a weird mess with like, why did they adopt the dogs if they didn't want them? And that was, uh, who knows? So I'm wondering, just to, to tie this one all up, we just went through all these people. Is it fair to say of all the people on this list, the only one who might still be canceled is Leah Michelle? Yeah, but she's still, like, I think, pulling Instagram, you know, sponsorships and stuff. And she'll probably eventually... Get off of Instagram, though, for a while. Oh, probably. I mean... This whole thing happened. She's she's the only one that that hasn't moved on at all. Like, there's not, like... Like, she doesn't have, like, a a new TV show right now. And the the thing with that, though, is, like, her career was kind of stalling anyway. She had done... Like, the last thing she had done was the Scream Queens Ryan Murphy show. And yeah. that ended after two seasons. And then she hadn't done anything. She had a big wedding that was in People, and I'm sure they got paid for those photos. Fo- you know, they got paid for those photos. And that's about it. I think her husband's rich. Oh, so, mean, the, so they're all worked out in the end. God bless. So, you know, bless, <laughs> blessings. They're, they're fine. You know, I have to say it's a shame about her because I actually saw her on Broadway with Spring mm-hmm. Awakening. Yeah. Or Glee. And I remember walking out of that show and just being so incredibly impressed with her. I'm like, that girl was amazing. And then like two years later or a year and a half later, she's on Glee. But um, she is, I mean, she's got an incredible voice. And it is, it's a shame to hear such horrible things about her. And like yeah. I, I've known people that have, that actually worked with her like one-on-one for, and they, everything that you heard here about her was confirmed to me. So. Yeah. Okay, so before we close tonight's show, we wanted to honor Father's Day, which is a hundred percent definitely this Sunday. Definitely this weekend. Definitely this weekend. <laughs> Last it's, week it's Sunday, show, right? It's Sunday, Last right? Week no. show was our pre-Father's Day show. So this is our actual Father's Day show. Um, mm-hmm. by asking the panel that if you had to choose one fictional father from either film, television, or literature mm-hmm. to be your dad. Who would it be and why? He do we have to just come up with one dad? Because I, I mean, you know, if you can, if you can't, you want to do a bunch of dads. If it's okay, but uh, yeah. So yeah, this was just someone you want to be your dad, not necessarily who reminds you of your dad, right? Uh, yeah. Somebody, somebody you character, you know, admiring having as a father. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Okay, so um, who wants to start? I I, I have my people too. Let's have. A few, I have a few. Um, okay. One is Stanley Tucci in Easy A. He seems like a really cool, fun dad. Will joke with you, but like, you know, respect you and take you seriously when you need to. Uh, also, J.K. Simmons in Juno, kind of similar thing. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I went ahead and wrote down Liam Neeson and Take It. Because he'd go, he'd, he'd fucking just, he'd shoot an innocent French woman in the arm for you. That's my favorite part of the first movie. <laughs> he does that. People really, really forget about that scene. But it comes out of nowhere, and it's pretty uncalled for. Um, and then, because I just love the jokes about him, Mustache Dad from Twilight. He's just trying his best. He seems like a chill dude. And he's just trying his best for Bella. And then she does all these shenanigans, and he's like, what the hell? And then honorary mention, um... Not that he just reminds me of my grandpa, so I just kind of labeled him best grandpa, um, James Cromwell and Babe. 
Okay. Grandpa was kind of quiet like that, but could have little flashes of energy and livelihood and liked it and did farming and all that. So I just I think of my grandpa when I see babe. So just wanted to throw out a, a nod to the grandpas out there. Okay. Go ahead, Pete. Um, I, see, maybe, maybe it's because I love the show so much, but uh, Jack Arnold, the dad from The Wonder Years, uh, <laughs> only because... You know, if you really wanted to, like, create, like, the prototypical dad, like, the gruff guy hates hates going to work, complains all the time about everything, but when you need a dad, he's that guy, that's who he was on that show. Like, and I and I just remember there was a, there was this great scene um, after Kevin, I guess, breaks up with Winnie for the first time, and, um, and he's in the garage, um, dad's in the garage, and, and, um, and, Kevin had just come back from this party where where he had uh, told Witty that uh, that he didn't he didn't care that the, that she broke up with him that he wasn't really that into her anyway. And I just remember that he comes into the garage and and his dad sees him and like after asking how the party was and him saying you know it was okay he kind of just opened his arms up and and Kevin came in for a hug and and it's just like I don't know why like I, it got me emotional seeing it and it's just like. Like a good dad knows when there's something wrong like that, and I, that's why I think I always liked him as a as dad yeah. from uh, from popular entertainment. Okay, any any other people, Pete, or is that? Well, no, actually, because because let me give you a good example of my father. In <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to Europe one year, me and my friends, <laughs> um, and so so like it was, uh, I think it was like the uh, the year between my freshman and sophomore year of college. Um, and so all, it's like five of my friends and, you know, as we're about to get on the plane, this is back when parents and other people could still go to the gate with you, you know, because they weren't going to bomb the plane. Um, and like each parent was giving us advice, stuff like, you know, use traveler's checks. Um, don't walk around like you don't know where you are. Don't ask stupid questions to people. We got to my father and my father's answer. And this is the God's honest truth. I could bring people on to tell you that he said this. He looked at us and said, if you're gonna get AIDS, don't get it from sitting on a toilet. <laughs> that was that was my father's advice. Jesus. So so really, any TV dad, I mean, Homer Simpson would not have been that bad choice. For him. <laughs> okay, who wants to go next, Danny? Well, what I'm thinking of is Jose Sanchez, played by um, Jacob Vargas in Mi Familia. Mm. Um, he was a hardworking man. You know, came from Mexico and just started a new life here and did pretty much everything so that his family could have everything. And it reminds me of the story of my family, you know, um, limited means. But now, you know, everyone's successful and doing their thing. You know, that was very inspiring and one of one of the most inspiring characters I've seen on film. And can't forget about good old Mr. Cunningham on Happy Days. Sorry, Elizabeth. You know, yeah, um, you, but, you all fucked up that bracket. I leave for one goddamn day. He was just always so jovial, and I, I appreciate that. But if I had a favorite, he let had, one of his children disappear upstairs. Guys, did you ever think of that? Well, that Rich, like, Richie's brother's gone, man. He just disappeared after like a season. I don't know what he happened. Erased, he was erased from existence. What kind of father does that? He was an awesome ball player. But my favorite TV dad, you know, has to be Alan Thicke in The Growing Pains. Nice. You know, Dr. Siva. <laughs> So, okay, Stuart, what about you? 
You know, I can't think of any fictional person that I would rather have as a father than my actual father. Kiss ass. Wasn't rather ass. I mean, if it's like the closest, I'd say the closest is probably like Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights or Philip Banks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Genuinely good people to be like to as a good mm-hmm. role model. Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't find. I was. I didn't search hard enough. I didn't feel like there was like a nerdy enough dad that fit my. Yeah, like, I mean, super nerd dad. Neither of them have the sense of humor of my dad. So yeah. you know, I mean, they're good people, but they're not that funny. I and mean, there's always <laughs> Liam Neeson. I, my dad would not shoot an innocent friend. That's like my, my mom's like me back. Liam Neeson. <laughs> My father would shoot, so he'd hire somebody though to shoot him. So that's, that's almost as good. He's uh, the only reason. This is, this is a, a, a nerdy summation of my dad real quick. Uh, when I visited him in Seattle, when he was living there uh, a few years ago, we were walking somewhere, and he's like, you know, I timed all the uh, crosswalks, so it's a straight shot to work. I don't have to stop once. <laughs> <laughs> I only for a few minutes, but he left a huge impact. He had the time, and and that included stopping at the Starbucks to get coffee. He knew exactly. I respect that so much. (laughs) That's one of my favorite weird little things he's done. So, yeah, so when I was thinking about this right now while you guys were talking, it's so funny, like, without getting sappy, because I don't tend not to be a sappy person, but. No, not at all. The two people that came to mind was George Banks from Father of the Bride mm-hmm. because he resembled my father so much and Stephen Keaton from Family Ties. They both have elements of what my dad used to be like. You know, one had the, you know, the more affectionate and then the quirky kind of like, you know, trying to be dad joke type person. And also another one that I wouldn't have minded having as a dad is Zeke Braverman from my favorite show, one of my favorite shows, Parenthood. Um, he was an interesting character because he wasn't like your typical like lovey-dovey dad. But when it came down to it, he was always there for his family and for his kids. And he had this beautiful family that, you know, him and his wife were, ra- you know, raised. So those would be my three dads, George Banks, Stephen Keaton, and Zeke Braverman. So played by the amazing Craig T. Nelson. So, um, yeah, that's it. So, well, happy early Father's Day for real this time. <laughs> For real this time. We were just joking last weekend. We will see you back here again next week on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Have a good night, everyone. Stay safe and enjoy your real Father's Day weekend. Bye. I'm your crosswalks and you'll save minutes. (laughs)